I'm back, baby. I'm back, baby. Well, hi, what? Sean. We're back. It's parking lot drunk with Sean Burke and Christian Senrud. What's what the hell's going on in your uh, your new week? Just newly vaccinated and living that that dream life. That's uh, that's where I'm at right now. Sean, you look good. Won't you vax that ass up? Um, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Are you doing the one or the two doses? Uh, the, the two, they, uh, they paused the one because, uh, it gave six people blood clots. So I don't want to take that risk, but, uh, got it today. Super, super easy situation. Uh, I got it in a uh, parking garage, which is, uh, very on brand seems sketchy, seems real sketchy, but, uh, yeah, it, it was pretty painless. I'm a little <laughs> sore, but. I hear the uh, the second dose uh, knocks you on your ass, so I'm looking forward to that in 21 days. I wonder what the reason behind that is, where it's just like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna ease it in there, and then we're really gonna give it to them when the when the juice hits. Yeah, I think it's a it's a warm up. This one's a a, t- a dip in your toe in the hot tub, see how hot it is, just so you're ready for it, and then the second one's like, yeah, and here's everything else. And then num- it. <laughs> and then number two is throw the lobster in the boiling pot yeah so yeah that's uh that's what i've been up to what what have you been up to how's your week been um pretty good i haven't been sleeping well uh we always talk about how you you know hangovers get worse uh the older you get but i think a big part of that is just like having to bounce back after a bad night's sleep it just like it gets harder and harder to do that like, yeah. as a kid, you can sleep like shit, and you're just like, oh, you, by the, you'll be fine by the afternoon. But as an adult, it's like, maybe I'll be okay by the weekend, but until then, I am just kind of out of it. So, Yeah, I've done that where if I don't get enough sleep just sober, I feel like I'm hungover. I feel like shit nowadays if I don't get enough sleep. It's, uh, it's real cool getting old. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's a privilege denied to many, but uh, yeah, it's, it doesn't... It has its uh, its flaws in in the design. We're uh, it, we're only falling apart. <laughs> like it's it's all upkeep yeah. from here on. It's all maintenance. And yeah. uh, when when you're uh, pristine machines uh, such as ourselves, you know, there's a lot of upkeep. There's a lot of wheels to keep grease bearings, uh, parts you never True. even thought of. And then you're at some point, it's all it's all gonna un- unravel and un- and just rattle apart. But in the meantime. Yeah. Crank the it up to needs a... A new... <laughs> the temple needs a new roof. That's uh, that's where I'm at. Yeah, my my body my body is a wonder bread, as uh, John yep. John Mayer says. <laughs> that's but... the song. <laughs> yeah, um, my our friend V uh, had a comedy show last night. She's been doing a show out in Fullerton and had uh, some some big names out: Ian Edwards and Maz Jabroni and. Uh, mm-hmm. Matt Bronger was supposed to be on the show, but uh, did not show. But it was still a good time. Uh, I was gonna do a sober week, but uh, they had free beer, and it's mostly an economical decision to not drink. So you know, yeah. Well, you you made it to Wednesday, so 
that's, <laughs> no, I made it to Tuesday. I, I, I took off Monday, <laughs> oh. and then Tuesday well. was free beers, and then um, I had one left over in the fridge, so I, I got to stay on brand. I can't just come in here like priestly and sober and uh, looking down my nose and at the microphone like you know yeah that's where i'm at right now because uh i've seen a lot of inconclusive evidence of should you drink after you get a vaccine so Hmm. i'm gonna err on the side of caution and uh crush some Lacroix right now but um yeah this is probably gonna be a terrible episode but you know that's that's then it's the breaks well i appreciate your candor and your honesty uh you know we both had the same coin to flip for different reasons and we both you know went you went heads i went tails and uh we'll meet in the middle there you go it's all about balance there it is that's what makes this great that's what it, this reciprocity is really what's going to make this relationship last sean definitely yeah but i mean i'm the weather's warming up uh around the world around the nation and so it's you know late mid to late april we figure why not uh talk about a age-old tradition known as uh spring break want to just jump into it yeah it's uh it's it's a topic you would think would have a lot more information but it's a pretty basic story that seems to be dying right now but uh i guess that's that's the best thing about uh shiny comets they burn bright and then they they, they die out but yeah, not here yeah. for a long time, here for a good time. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I never was a big spring breaker. I, I don't think that I ever really had a big, you know, growing up in Pittsburgh, the, the most spring break thing I remember was, like, the one first day of the year when the weather started getting nice. And, like, <clears throat> I think it's called Soldiers and Sailors in Oakland, which is the college area town. And just, like, you know, there's not a lot of big open parks and big open spaces in downtown Pittsburgh and the surrounding areas. So like as soon as the sun popped up, then it was like, it was basically the beach, just all the grass, which had like old cannons and it's like the, yeah. the lawn of a museum basically just is littered with co-eds all like in bathing suits and pro- probably 40 to 50 degree weather, but the sun's out. So might as well show some yeah, that's, skin. That's the big tale of like, uh, in Michigan, it's the same. It's like, Hey, it's uh, 55 and it's sunny out. Well, I'm uh, putting on shorts and I'm rolling around with the windows down. I don't care. I feel great. Like, it is fucking freezing out and there's still three inches of snow on the ground. Yeah, but, you know, people got bathing suits for Christmas or they they bought bathing suits for a trip that's probably not happening now. And uh, Yeah. So you got you to gotta get out there and show some skin. Don't want to hit summer and need to have a base tan. That's another thing yeah. is like I I mean I've heard of people doing uh like tanning beds out here but that's way a, a, I don't know if it still is but when I was in high school and college tanning beds were still fucking going strong and chicks were just like that was like yeah. a thing and I'm like that is so I fucking got, weird I got told uh I, I went to Florida with my family partied so hard on a golf course it was great um, but I got told because I'm so Irish and pale, I should go to a tanning booth so I don't die as soon as I get to Florida. So I went in there like two or three times and I was like, okay, this does not seem healthy at all. Uh, and it's just turning me a slighter, uh, shade of pink. It's not doing anything for my base tan. So I feel like that time, those at that time, like around my high school time is like a huge thing, those tanning salons and being super orange 
Yeah, and I feel like even a base tan is just like a lie sold to you by like big tan. They're just like, yeah, yeah, you're gonna yeah. need to, you're gonna have to come in a few times. You get a nice base layer. It's like, you know, you know what else is a base layer? Sunburn. Just go out there and fucking yeah. grin and bear it. It's basically the uh, skin cancer's marketing campaign. You need a base tan, so when you're 26, you're gonna get skin cancer. <laughs> that's that's the key. Yeah, I've been wearing like sunscreen and long sleeves since I was a child, and like, it's uh, I mean, being very pale myself. I uh, do you does your le- do your legs t- do you tan at all actually? Because you're you're pretty no, pale. I've never I've never been tan ever. I, I'll I'll either get burnt, and then that'll flake away to the same pasty milk toast color of my skin. So, yeah, that's what happens with my legs. Like my legs. I, I don't show them off a lot, but it's been the summer of shorts for a few summers in a row. And, uh, there you go. I mean, 2020 was a big year for my legs, but uh, again, they just burn, go back to being white, burn, and I, like, I don't... People bitch about not being able to get their cal- calves big when they're working out. Mine just mine just uh, never, never had any pigment. That's such a weird thing to complain about. That's like, <clears throat> oh, my, my pinky's too fat. <laughs> like it's such a weird hyper specific part of your body that is not a classic beauty part but i guess who knows maybe it is yeah i mean when you've perfected the rest of your body and one won't keep up i guess it gets kind of annoying but uh you know thankfully we're both b- blessed with adonis bodies so we don't really have to wor- worry about that we're not you know that's true that uh that upright bulldog body where you're just you know looks like you've skipped leg day even though like guys i have never skipped leg day it, they and you're like yeah whatever dude look at these little these little ballerina legs you got on top like on the bottom of your yeah 1920s weightlifter body sure but uh yeah <laughs> i did see a meme that was this is very random but it was like uh bite like uh race racer legs and they're like real fit and uh lean and then the mountain biker leg is just like you know just super craggy and wide and big i'm like oh okay i i i guess there's a difference <laughs> yeah that's a community i i don't really know so i'll take i'll take their word for it yeah well i am expert that is why but speaking of uh healthy people that kind of plays into the uh the kind of start of the modern spring break yeah, uh, situation. Yeah, there are roots, which I was surprised to hear about. Yeah, which is also kind of weird. So apparently in 1936, uh, old Sam Ingram, the swimming coach of national powerhouse uh, Colgate. <laughs> uh, Colgate University of Northern New York. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, thought, hey, you know, uh, all these all these pools – that we got here in New York aren't, aren't big enough. There's a new Olympic sized pool down in Fort Lauderdale. Let's cruise down there, uh, because it's nice and warm, uh, I guess inside where the pool is too. So they, uh, they started doing that for a couple of years and then everyone's like, when they came back, they're like, Oh yeah, it's pretty awesome down there. It's super warm and not snowy New York. So everyone kind of followed, uh, suit and started uh, making this yearly pilgrimage uh, down to Fort, Fort Lauderdale. Right, and this whole story and this whole this whole history is just riddled with red flags. Like as soon as I read this, I'm like, because they said uh, a male swim coach, and I, I, gr- I granted, I, maybe I'm pr- like uh, assuming things 
a swim coach has male and female team. I assume in the 30s they weren't just like, well, the women need to coach the women. They pre- Maybe they didn't even have women coaches at the time because clearly they couldn't handle that kind of responsibility. Yeah. I mean, this is 1936. I, I, I can't imagine there's too much uh, kind of equal nature when it comes to employment. Yeah, or, or if co-ed was either in the thing, it's like we're assuming students includes both, but it could just be all males heading down to Florida. Like, let's suit up, boys. Get, get, pack your speedos. We're going to Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, I mean, based on the uh, the book that kind of sprung out and kind of caused uh, later versions of Spring Break to kind of pop up in 1958. Uh, where the boys are, so I would assume that it's not based on where the girls are. It no. seems like it was a strictly male thing. All right. Well, I, I clearly did a lot of research, but as soon as I heard, like, swim coach wanting to take people down to another place, I was like, this sounds like some like Olympic-level gold medal grooming. Like, yeah, let's get you away from your parents. Let's go, uh, let's uh, take you down south and uh, we'll see what, 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 what happens. What, what happens in Florida? But yeah, well, I mean, the dude who wrote the the Where the Boys Are book, or he, as he originally entitled it, Unholy Spring. Uh, <laughs> I like I, he, I like that title better. Yeah, be it's a little darker. Um, he was a uh, English teacher at Michigan State University, and he found out all of his uh, female uh, students were going to Fort Lauderdale. So he just real chill, like just followed them down there to see what. The, the fuss is about and discovered this kind of party atmosphere that uh, spawned uh, where the boys are his uh, best-selling book that was later optioned into a uh, movie. It was a, it was a huge romantic comedy. Yeah, I bet. Um, but to that point, uh, and I'm not like, sometimes I, I think I take on, I, not that I'm even defending something, but I'm just trying to point out things sometimes just like, cause historically, the way we view things changes, and maybe the way we view it now is probably the best uh, or most progressive. Put it that way, but like, yeah, I mean, even in like like Caddyshack and uh, you know in the seventies, that historical document, uh, like the <laughs> that, the that tomb, that idea of like the professor sleeping with the coeds is is sort of that was like way more acceptable, I think. The you know the farther you go back, and now it's like. I mean, college is college, and you're an adult technically, like me- mentally not at all. But you, you know, you're old enough to drink and go to war. So, yeah, on the books, not completely creepy. A little weird, uh, depending on the age difference. But you know, it, I don't, that's all I'm pointing out. Yeah, I mean, if there's a if there's a creep type of dude, it's gonna happen. He's gonna do what he's gonna do. Um, regardless of time period but uh yeah i don't know i think back then it was like well we'll listen to the man the man is talking so we'll listen to him and then uh we'll draw our conclusions from there but i could be wrong i wonder what like early spring break swimsuit like what did a swimsuit in the 1930s look like you think <clears throat> it's just a garbage bag <laughs> made out of cotton and world war yep. era sacks of potatoes it's just a wool garbage bag that you have to wear in that 80 degree heat. A wool reuse, reusable garbage bag. Yep. Um. I mean, the the women's are pretty. 
They're like your Humphrey Bogart era swimsuit, I'd imagine. Uh, male. Yeah. Let's see what the men's. Oh, the night. <laughs> this might be uh like a tank top and shorts. Still, still going top and bottoms. You know what's yeah. Uh, What's funny is, like, I mean, my dad was born in 1950, so he would have been in high school in the 60s, 68, let's say, when he graduated. Uh, but, like, and maybe this is a symptom of being small-town Michigan, but they didn't have swimsuits. Like, they had swimming class, and it was all dudes, it, like, butt-naked. So, and again... Oh, maybe, damn. Maybe maybe <laughs> that was more to, to the point of whoever they're... Their uh, swim coach was, but I. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just in a Turkish bath with a bunch of old dudes. Like, uh, I, yeah. this is what I signed up for. Yeah, it's it's funny that my dad wore more clothes as a wrestler than as a swimmer. No, I guess that makes yeah. sense. I'm, I'm I'm trying to make a joke, but it it clearly didn't. Yeah, you know, I, I see it. I tried. Yeah. So. Yeah, the culture rose up because Fort Lauderdale realized that basically, is it uh, that it, they were going to make a lot more money if they keep kept getting them down there? So they started like doing all you can drink beer specials and for a dollar fifty. Yeah, I also I was reading an article uh, that was talking about how that whole thing's kind of false about like making more money it's like yeah you make more money like during that one period of time but it doesn't help anything and it like ruins the entire community because everyone just destroys it but i'm not an economist so who knows but i mean that's i mean get it while you can but even just uh myrtle beach and shit like that you go there in the winter and it's a fucking it's just dead so it's like it's yeah. not it's not super sustainable. You got nothing else drawing you out there in the in the cold months. But like Florida, you would assume like, hey, we're we're hot all year. Might as well build it up. But you know, never never uh, look to Florida for the mental long yeah. long play. Well, if that was the play, the mayor of Fort Lauderdale definitely didn't see that because he uh, he was like, hey, we're sick of all these drunk people. Uh, ruining our beaches and jumping off our balconies so a lot of people uh bailed to panama city and daytona beach which uh daytona beach became the first place kind of my introduction to spring break as a formidable uh young teenager was the the mtv broadcast of spring break that premiered in uh, daytona beach in 1986 did you ever watch any of those are you talking like real world no it was like during spring break it was like just a huge party that they televised and they would always have like, <clears throat> I just remember like oh, yeah. super weird, like girls in really weird scantily clad bikinis. Like as a young, probably 11 or 12 year old, I'm like, wow, this is uh what is happening here. Uh, but it didn't look, it was just ridiculous. It was essentially like what t-shirt contest on broadcast television. Yeah. Like M. Uh, MTV did them and like Pauly Shore would be like hosting one and have like a show and they do concerts and broadcast those. Yeah. And yeah. I, I do remember that. That was, uh, that was formidable with my sexual development. I'm sure. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Look at all these drunk fuck people out there. This is cool. Yeah. It's like uh, middle of the day on a Wednesday and I'm just watching TV and I'm like, Whoa, what, what is this? I yeah. think that's the only, 
reason I know where Lake Havasu is is because of those <laughs> early MTV uh, spring break uh, broadcasts. But yeah, I've never been to anything like that. I've been to Lake Havasu or uh, nearby, and that had a very spring break break vibe on the uh, on the river bordering California and Arizona. Like you, yeah. you go out around there, and you're like, this whole this is just all like kind of like riverside <clears throat> uh spring break kind of vibes but um i think joe went to the las vegas mtv uh spring break one year and it was like not all that long ago and it's but he like my buddy joe's like singer of a hardcore band and not doesn't drink <laughs> yeah like, there's like this whole pan out or uh drone shot of everybody partying in, in pools and like then you just see this one lone pale dude in a like a hardcore tank top and cargo shorts and he's just kind of hanging back and like having a good time but it's just like very one clearly of these is not like the other yeah yeah he's just kind of like oh where's where's waldo oh there he is but yeah i i never got the kind of like how that would be fun at all like hey let's go cram in with like 30,000 people and just scream drunk at each other. Like I had a few friends in college go uh, just to kind of experience it down in Florida and they end up getting bad tattoos and like sleeping on the beach and getting infections and like sunburnt. And I'm like, that sounds terrible. Yeah. The full experience. They got the full experience. Yeah. Like that's what you need to do. You got to go get your, you know, a dolphin tattoo, like jumping over a sunset, uh, just drink yep. sugary, sugary drinks. Uh, Mai Tai after Mai Tai, and then lip, get a rug burn off of a fucking cheap motel floor. I mean, skateboarding kind of has a, a spring break of our own because it's like uh, Tampa Am and Tampa Pro, or one of them is usually in the spring, and that's that's like our version. It's the dirtbag skater version of spring break where you go down to Tampa for the supposedly for the contest, but it's mainly for the, the week-long party. And it, yeah, that was a good time. That was a <laughs> very sausage party, very sausage heavy stew down in the swamplands of Tampa Bay, Florida. But hell of a time. If you, uh, yeah, th if that doesn't pop back up, I'll be very disappointed because at this point it's an institution. There's a moat race. Yeah. The moat is disgusting. It's never been less disgusting than it is tomorrow. And uh, they made kids run through it for free product and. Just you, you go out to the bar and you see like pros doing like bumps off of keys just at the bars. <laughs> You're like, holy shit, this place <laughs> is nuts! And then there's just strip clubs everywhere. Goddamn wild west. I know it was it was pretty sick. Uh, yeah, and you know, eating gator and just finding Cuban food to soak it all up. So, I mean, I think everybody. I mean, I don't not everybody, but there's always a version of the thing, like. <clears throat> for you even if if like the fort lauderdale or daytona beach one isn't for you yeah i mean it, it goes back to the ancient greek and roman days where they had a three-day awakening festival that was dedicated to bacchus and dionysus uh so it's it it seems like it's a primal thing it seems like uh everyone mid kind of right before spring hits and kind of sick of winter you're like i need a i need to cut loose i need a binge drink and uh get weird yeah it's that cabin fever aspect where you've been pent up all winter and you know probably aren't out intermingling with the opposite sex or same sex whatever you're into and yeah. uh you know you get you get a little 
little light of, light of sun out there through the crack and through the doorway, you're like, I'm getting the fuck out there and I'm getting mine. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the human animal has to, uh, to, to satiate some of its primal needs sometimes. And uh, maybe spring break is tapping into that. And this, Just this, getting weird in the sunlight. That's, uh, that's the key. It is key. There's a YouTube video that's why MTV Spring Break was the craziest party of the 90s. It seemed like during that time it was just enabling. Like, I remember like they would get like super drunk kids on TV and be like, hey, do this weird thing. And then they go do it. And I'm like, this. I wonder how many lawsuits spawned out of this thing. Oh, absolutely. And like Girls Gone Wild, I'm sure, couldn't exist without a, a Spring Break like culture. And that, you know, yeah, that was a came that, across that. They funded a lot event. of programming in the the early aughts. All I'm saying, like late night yeah. programming, like they were on all the time. And From they, eleven o'clock to one o'clock. That's it was every third commercial. Yeah, if you were watching Brooke Burke's Wild on, uh, I assume she's your relative. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, she, you know, you but, were gonna be seeing some. Uh, <clears throat> Girls Gone Wild infomercials on VHS and then later on, obviously on DVD. Yeah, you would just sit and you would not turn the channel. It was perfect. You would watch the program and then watch the, all of the commercials. It was uh, yeah, it it was great for you know emerging, uh, horned up high school junior high boys just like don't even know what they're doing. They just enjoying what they're seeing late at night. Yeah. Just fucking animals <laughs> on at the screen. Ooh, in and uh, apparently in 1985, MTV was banned from Spring Break in Florida, <laughs> in Fort Lauderdale. So it seems like that's that's what like all these weird rules. Like I guess Panama City banned alcohol on the beach, but only during March, <laughs> which seems like uh, we just don't want you drinking here. <laughs> Yeah, we want local. Like, if you're a local, it's cool because you keep it under wraps. But uh, in ni- and also in 1985, 2,500 students were arrested. 370,000 students showed up, and uh, <laughs> that's when the mayor decided they were no longer welcome. What a delightful yeah. little infograph. I saw he came on uh, Good Morning America and was pleading to people to not come to uh, Fort Lauderdale. And he's like, uh, first off, who was watching Good Morning America that would be in that demographic? <laughs> like, yeah. well, I'm coming off an all-night rager. Well, let's watch some Good Morning America to work off this hangover. Yeah, maybe their parents were watching and then just telling them not they couldn't go do that. But uh, appar- yeah. <laughs> apparently between Florida and Texas, students spent a billion dollars during spring break, averaging uh, $1,100 a week. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, on 17 hotel rooms because there's 50 <laughs> people in each one of them. Oh, yeah. Just two per bed, one in between, one on the wall. Man, I don't miss that shit, even though that I'm sure I'll there's a chance I'll f- find myself back into the la- lifestyle at some point. Yeah. Uh, until my income improves. <laughs> that's one bad decision away for all of us. It's a slippery slope. Me and the yeah. streets are, uh, uh, we're just constantly courting each other. <laughs> and, but I also came across the, 
1983, um, there was a bunch of black students in Atlanta, Georgia that uh, didn't go on spring break. So they kind of started their own kind of get together. And it kind of like started as like, hey, let's go to the park and drink some beers and have some food. And then it ballooned to uh, this thing called the Freaknik, which apparently there was hundreds of thousands of students uh, flocking to Atlanta parks. Uh, and then in like 1980 or 1996, it eventually kind of got out of control and like shut down traffic. And by 99, the mayor uh, cracked down on it and basically dissolved it because of all the the stringent laws that he put in place for it. But it seems like a uh, pretty awesome, like, yeah, we don't need the beach. We're not going there. Uh, about everybody come here and we're shutting down the city. People. It's always like the older generation that doesn't under freak Nick. It does that doesn't understand like the potential. It's like, all right, you have young people coming to your city to spend money and have a good time. And like, yeah, a lot of them are going to be, like, kind of brain-dead drunks, and that's fine. You know, every city's got needs needs some of that to come to town. Like Oktoberfest, yeah. you know, you're not you're getting some people there for the culture, and then you're some, getting a lot of people from around the world who are just there to get fucking hammered and maybe, you know, sleep with somebody that you, had, you have to unhook some lederhosen or something. But, like, yeah. uh, why don't you try to harness the, the, you know, deter that, but also harness... That like that could be. I have no reason to go to Atlanta. Really, it's nice, but if yeah. like Freaknik sounds fucking sick, and if like that was something like they're having bands and building it up and turning it into a bigger thing, like South by Southwest, like that could be their South yeah. by Southwest or something. That's like it just you have time. It's not like this all happened overnight and like oh we have to shut this down immediately. Like just hey, this is probably going to happen next year. Let's plan for it. <laughs> And yeah, then let's build we can it up. Help our entire community rather than just shutting it down. Yeah, build an infrastructure around it and like make it a, a destination and have like make it into a bigger thing where it's like it's not just for partiers. We're also doing this other thing over here, but you know, yeah, leave it to the older generation to always have a lack of vision and uh, just be afraid of any group of large, uh, large group of youths. So I mean, I get yeah. it. I I'm the same way. Uh, TikTok scares me. I don't understand it. They seem to be having a good time, but I, uh, you know, I avoid it. So yeah, I don't understand how these people are making all this money without even sing- just lip syncing to other people's songs. It's, it seems yeah, dance syncing to other people's moves. Uh, yeah, you know, I I don't I don't if but good on you. I'm not again. Yeah. It's not it's not for me to understand. I don't think. Yeah, I don't I, think. Uh, yeah, we've aged out of cool, and that's okay. Like any new app, I think we should uh, we shouldn't be allowed on it. Actually, we yeah. like, that's for the youths to have on their whatever their disappearing feel, dick pics like and uh, dance if, moves. If we were if we were allowed in that situation, we'd we'd be following our uh, journalism students to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, to write a book about them. <laughs> or like just, that's just inherently creepy. Just leading the way, like, hey, you guys want to go party in the woods? Yeah. I got this. Uh... <laughs> Man, I, I went on a long walk the other day, sidebar. And uh, uh, the aquarium area in Long Beach, yeah. I, I, I walked up through there with Echo, and um, it, it felt like a bad drug trip because it was just, there was like an unsettling amount of orange cones. 
and they didn't really seem to be in any kind of order at first. And I just start walking through there, and it's just like emptied out on a Saturday or yeah Sunday. It was just emptied out, no one around, just massive amounts of uh, orange cones, like something out of Twenty Eight Days Later or some shit. And then like yeah. I'm walking through there, and I something about that amount of orange cones and no one else around. I was like, this is fucking eerie and weird. But uh, eventually I realized that it's a COVID testing site that either is no longer working or is not working on Sunday. But I was like, this, somebody had to come out and put all these out. This is fucking weird. But That's, um, that's how it is like uh, in Michigan. Like if you're driving during the summer, there's always road construction. So oh, yeah, that you're shit. just driving in the middle of nowhere, like in the middle of the woods, and then there's like 10,000 orange barrels. And you're like, what the fuck is even there's no construction yeah. there's nothing there's no one there there's no equipment and you're like what is this dude that's in, in the, it's the entire state of indiana when i drove through both ways through indiana uh, cross country over the summer i swear to god start to finish east to west west to east it's just nothing it's they've turned their shit ass fucking two-lane highway into one and it's just all cone or uh, barrels the whole way I you know may they might work sometimes, but I I'll be I can't recall seeing anybody yeah. working. I don't didn't see any equipment or didn't see any progress. Put it that way, and I'm pretty sure that's their spring break version of like, well, people are gonna get tired of being in one lane highway where no one seems to know how to go the speed limit, so they're gonna pull off and we'll make some money off of them. You're like, this is yeah. Indiana is is uh you know, Florida gets a lot of shit. A lot of a lot of states uh, get brought up in the discussion for worst state in the union, but I'd like Indiana is uh is up there in terms of places. I like if you had fucking you could go to any state in the United States. How many would you have to go to before Indiana even crossed your mind? Yeah, I mean anything that that houses the delightful smells of the city of Gary, Indiana. Uh, oh yeah. I, yeah, it's going to be in the bottom of the list. Yeah. Also, I believe the birthplace of the Klan, so they got that going for them. But wow, in <clears throat> Indiana? I think I think they were born in Indiana and spread over, and um, you know, I think they really took root in uh, Kentucky and uh, Ohio. Had a big we. I mean, we had a uh, when I lived in Ohio, we had the Klan would march a cross to uh fountain square every christmas and i think they would put up like the the 10 uh commandments or some shit and uh fuck those assholes oh absolutely and like it was a real (laughs) it was a real weird it was like 93 when we moved there and um i was just a i like i i forgot about it kind of because i was like i always hear about people are like where racism doesn't exist that's in the past and that's like you know, you know that shit doesn't happen in clan people, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, I remember these guys in robes marching across, and in my mind it was a burnt cross, but apparently not. And it's like, these people exist. Like, I, the, yeah. they, I don't, like, great that you live in this bubble where you can pretend they don't, or, you know, just whatever. But it's like, this isn't that far back in our history. And, like, those people that did that, they probably had kids my age, and they probably, you know, those ki- those kids might have had kids, and uh, you yeah. know, maybe they looked at their parents like what pieces of shit, but probably not if they're living in fucking Goshen, Ohio, or Gary, Indiana, or fucking 
you know, some pocket of the world where they have all these problems and they can blame it on a boogeyman of another race or creed or something. Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, well there's no factories or jobs here anymore. That must be because of all the minorities. And it's like, no, it's because somebody moved their fucking factory across the world to get cheaper yeah. labor. But anyway, that's the one thing I don't understand about like, oh, they're taking our jobs and they're like, no, the company decided they don't want to pay you a living wage anymore like i don't understand why people don't get mad at the company ever it's always like some other boogeyman like you're saying like i don't i don't get that but uh well it i mean that is the design like that is the systematic systematic design or systemic design where it's it keeps us blaming each other at our own lateral level where we can look across the street and be like well it must be their fault because they're new and they're the only thing that's changed aside from my lack of, uh, of uh, you know, livelihood. So that they must be at fault. And it's like, yeah, or it's just uh, the people above us kind of pulling the strings and then making us fight amongst ourselves instead of, like, fixing the marriage kind of thing. Yeah, but, in Detroit they like to do that a lot where they blame Mexico and all these other places and then they go and they buy a Ford truck and they're like, yeah, well, I, I still needed a truck. I'm like, well, the argument that you were just having, it makes no sense now. Yeah. I mean, any kind of like, I don't know. I, any racial I you argument, can't, you can't really look for logic in it. That's yeah, exactly. It's like an emotional yeah. thing. And at some point it's just, uh, and I understand the emotion, the, the outrage to a degree where it's like, you're upset that, uh, you're, you're worried that you're, whatever bloodline or race or culture is going to be eradicated. But it's also like, yeah, man, adapt, adapt and evolve. Like you can hold on to your, uh, what makes, what's makes your family line special and your traditions and things, as long as it's not infringing on other people. But like also, you know, there's a, there's a reason why Hondas and Toyotas and, you know, Kawasaki's sell terrific. Like they, they came in with a better, cheaper product at a time when you needed a better, cheaper product that was more fuel efficient, yeah. and uh, you weren't, you didn't adapt. You thought we were too big to fail, and shit fucking hit the fan, and you didn't, you still didn't adapt. It's like coal. Like we're still people in fucking West Virginia is like, bring back the coal jobs. It's like, yeah, maybe, maybe that'll work for a while, but it's also like, what other resources do you have out there? What other industries could you build up? And somehow, it's like, well, it's only, it's only we have to rely on the people like it's we i don't know you'd like deify your politicians or people in power and you like you pray that they're gonna come in and save you and it's like no man pick like you're so proud to be an american then fucking pick yourself up by your bootstraps and figure out a new industry like yeah that whole thing that rich people have been telling poor people since the beginning of time yeah while kicking out the ladders of or the uh the the rungs on the ladder of upward mobility is like, yeah, just lift yourself up. Also, yeah. I'm going to cut your bootstraps, by the way. I'm just going to cut yeah, them right out cut, of your boots. We're going to we're going to cut your arms off and then tell you to lift your up, yourself up <laughs> by the bootstraps. Yeah, but anyway, spring break, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're challenging times. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much. I'm I got to the point where like it, it kind of hit the heyday in the late 80s early 90s and nowadays it's like it's like that scene in uh 21 jump street where they're like oh no all these kids like this is the way they do it and now they get to the high school and they realize that's not the way it's done 
a big thing that I saw for spring break now is like people investing in like, I'm going to spend my spring break on Habitat for Humanity or registering voters or tutoring migrant workers and stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is a, the youth has it kind of figured out of like, either that's for college admissions and stuff like that, or they're just better people. But uh, it seems like it's priorities have shifted. I mean, Doug Stanhope has a joke that's like, this is the first generation that we're going to look down on for being not deviant enough. Because like every generation prior has been like, everybody looks down on them like, they're too deviant. They do all these crazy things. And like, that could be a symptom of that where it's like, oh, these fucking, these these soft ass pussies. But also like, good. Like if they're going to spend their free time to uh, help and actually better the, great. Get on TikTok and fucking do it. Yeah. So that's another thing I saw, like people are investing in trips for themselves and I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a way better idea. <laughs> like, uh, I would rather go to, uh, the jungles of Mexico than, uh, the fucking crowded syringe plague beaches of Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. And that might be one, uh, benefit of the, the internet because it has opened the world up way more than like, I mean, as kids, like you didn't, if you didn't know where to go or didn't know, where you would be able to hang with other people. Like the world was a little smaller. It seemed like, I mean, it was, or maybe, maybe it was bigger in the way that like there it's too big and you don't know where to go. There's so many options and you just hear about places and they all sound foreign and mysterious where it's like, Oh, right. Well, everybody's going to Daytona beach and there's going to be, there'll be other white people. So it'll be safe. Even in fucking Florida. So it's probably all white people. Yeah. And Cubans, Puerto Ricans and, you're going to spend your entire spring break just pointing at menus without really understanding <laughs> what you're ordering. That's scary, I'll scary. Have, I'll have this one. I don't know what this is. Is there chicken? Is there chicken in this? Okay. I really don't want another guinea pig. I wanted to come to Peru, but I've had enough guinea pig. I don't know more. I had... Oh, it's a whole... Oh, they brought yeah. me a guinea pig. So maybe it's that too, just like the world got cracked open and you can vi- you can... It's way easier to plan and plot and book an Airbnb and exchange. Like, yeah. Because, like, that's another thing is, like, currencies and money and money transfers and phones and computers. Like, that's all new shit. So it's like, why limit yourself to going where everybody else is going nowadays to Daytona Beach? Yeah, that's and true. Now it, it's going to probably circle back around to be, like, an ironic thing where you go out and you're like, <laughs> Look at us on the fucking beach like assholes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that out here balcony diving, pissed drunk. Yeah, and it's also probably just like that. There is probably something to do with that, like kind of frat or I don't know what to call it. That kind of <clears throat> that kind of culture of like just all the bros out like party on, on the, you know, the boardwalk and at the hotel and yeah, like that. I think that mentality, it's not dying. Like there's certainly like, I don't, I, I don't have a hard opinion about barstool sports, but that does seem to appeal to a certain, you know, demographic of people who are like a little jockey and maybe like party, party, hardy. And that's fine. So like there's, a, there's a market for it, but in terms of like, how to have your your spring version for these crowds it's also everything got fragmented too so it's like that like everybody used to go do the one thing 
And like the fucking yeah. freaks and trolls either stayed behind or the punks and the skaters and everything would go do their own thing. But now, like, you know, everybody thinks they're a nerd and everybody thinks they're an outcast and they're, you know, so that everybody go do things has has changed drastically. For Coachella, yeah. you also have Stagecoach. And for Stagecoach, you also had, you know, this is hardcore. And so there's something for everybody. Yeah. And uh, I'm yeah. curious what it is. Because I, I was trying to see if, like... Um, because speaking of that cabin fever kind of mentality, I was like, well, this year is going to be a fucking shit show because everybody, <laughs> yeah. like if you're, everybody's getting vaccinated now and, you know, this is, this is your spring break, like newly vaccinated out on the town, where are you going? What are you doing? And maybe we haven't gotten the numbers yet, but so far I haven't seen anything that's like, Oh, they're out and they're nuts. <laughs> yeah, I think it's still a little too early because I remember there was a uh, they had to shut down the beaches in Florida uh, last month because people just <laughs> went down there and they did it. There was like a hundred thousand people there, and they're like, "Hey, uh, COVID's still real, and uh, I don't think the vaccine rollout has hit you." And they're like, "Yeah, we don't care." I'm like, "Okay, well, I think it's going to be a year before we can kind of see that." Uh, or at least a couple more months before they, they see the depravity of freshly vaccinated uh, psychopaths. But yeah, and uh, I'm—I mean, I don't know shit. <clears throat> Obviously, I, I am an epidemiologist, so I, I do have that going for me. But in terms of, um, like we—you talked about it last week. It's like viruses do mutate, so it's like—is that just like hitting fast forward on the mutations and the incubations? Just like getting hundred thousand people on the beach of Florida. Some vaccinated, some not, some uh, with antibodies, some not, some like, you know, is that just going to let it explode so we have a nice 13th round coming up, 13th yeah. wave? I mean, based on uh, the things I've seen from my uh, my shelter, my bunker here, uh, it seems like it never really stopped. It seems like there's still those little tiny little pockets of crazy people that are like, yeah, that's fake. That's a hoax. We're still doing this. Uh, so who knows? Maybe that that'll that'll save us from those uh, the X-Men level mutations that'll change us. But. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Besides Tampa, like the last thing that I did even remotely near a spring break was we did a, a a skate trip to Barcelona, and my God, what an amazing place! <laughs> <laughs> what a what an amazing amazing place! Like I had shit. Like in my, mentally, I had poo pooed Barcelona just because. Like when I started skateboarding, like people, it feel, felt like people had just discovered it for skating because it had been built up for um, the Olympics. And I think in 84, they built all this architecture and art and oh, street yeah. art and all this shit. And like inadvertently had t basically created this giant cityscape uh, <clears throat> skate park 
that uh, people started poking around prior to, you know, in the early internet and prior to like really shit getting blown out and like the secret got out and it was just like every video and every magazine and every fucking everything that came out for like a decade plus was just like, it's got at least a, a chunk of Barcelona. And I was just like, I'm fucking sick of seeing this. I don't care. Blah, blah, blah. And then fast forward like 25 years and then my, my friends are like, we're going. I'm like, let's do it. And then you go, I'm like, oh man, this was, this is even better than like I could have ever imagined. They, they were right. They were, there's a reason why it was so popular. A bottle of wine was cheaper than a bottle of Coke. Uh, like food was great. Uh, such, it's so sweet. I would, I would. Yeah. On a much smaller scale, that's how it, I, I kind of felt about Big Sur the first time I went up there. <laughs> like everyone's kind of like, no, oh, it's so beautiful and great. I'm like, whatever. And then I get up there. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, it's nice, like, it, it is refreshing when you have that, and you, like, because, I mean, what's the fun in, like, having your, all right, it wasn't, you know, it was all right, but it wasn't that yeah. great, but, like, when you go, and you're like, all right, no, fucking 10 out of 10, that was, that was awesome, and um, it's nice to have those every now and then, because so much of life is just, like, Meh, it was all right. It, you know, maybe yeah. I'll do it again. But then, like, the majority of things in life don't live up to it. So when they finally do, like, what's the fun in kind of just still being a stick in the mud just to ease your own ego? Like, there's no point in that. But yeah, and uh, I mean, there, there's, there's shades of gray because you go someplace and it's like, yeah, I mean, it was beautiful, but it was like, go to like Norway was amazing, but then you like. Well, every beer was eighteen dollars. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So like shit like that, you're like, eh. I mean, it's still amazing. Like these places are still great, and some places aren't that amazing. Like, uh, yeah. But and that's fine too. But also, like somebody else is going to appreciate it, so all the better. Like, I maybe I'm not supposed to be there, but yeah. Um. Yeah, maybe we need to start our own spring break. Start the parking lot drunk spring break. Just uh, Dodger Dodger parking lot. Yeah, Dodger Stadium. I feel like after we, they figured out all this infrastructure of all these mac, mass uh, like testing and vaccination areas, I feel like the uh, the parking lot party system is is all set up for us. Yeah, the infrastructure has been built, and uh, all we just all we need to do is just start rolling in with the, the tailgate. Yep. Well, the Chicken Bacon Ranch will for sure have a uh, a spring break aspect. I'm I'm going to uh, we'll we'll figure it out. Rob's Tiki Bar will be firing off. Um, I think we we talked about the White Trash Bar as well, so we'll we'll get that firing. And, yeah. Um, we we need to make a more diverse crowd of friends so we could have some other, uh, you know, cultures uh, spoken for and represented because we don't want to scare anybody off by just our uh, or my. <clears throat> Lack of networking yeah. and social skills, so. We'll just set up a, a giant area, just pour a giant slab of concrete, and be like, eh, everybody welcome, everybody come. Cruise out. Uh, also, shitter's full, so uh, act accordingly. Yeah. Uh, we got 17 uh, porta potties and a bunch of shovels, so figure it out. <laughs> uh, we, on- <laughs> we only have self-composting porta potties so get cranking y'all <laughs> you were you on that big bear trip when we had that uh cabin and there was a compost self-composting toilet yeah 
That was uh, was that Big Bear? I thought, yeah, I think it was Big Bear when we had the hot tub and then the kitchen caught on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are always weird. The kitty litter uh, situation where you just no, you just you just turn the crank and it's not that bad. You're like, no, that still smells <laughs> like human shit in a room. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't care how many earthworms you have down there mixed in with your peat moss, but this is still me just yeah. cranking my shit around. Yeah, that's that's like a formidable thing for my childhood of, of having to go into random outhouses and be like, "This is t- this is not working. This system, <laughs> there's got to be a better way for this because this isn't this isn't it." Listen, big outhouse is going to come back and take care of us, okay? So we just need to wait for our saviors to return and build yeah. the outhouse industry's going to going to be our salvation. Yeah. But I think we'll know that the world is healing when they are just like sunburnt dudes named Brad and Chad and Thad just all skewered about, about the uh, beaches of Fort Lauderdale and Daytona. And, uh, you know, the Playboy Bunny has returned to its rightful place on, on people's hips uh, as, as, uh, as it has in the past when it was left untanned. Yeah. I think, I think we'll gotta, know the, that nature is healing. That's, that's a sign that, that the natural world is back in order, for sure. The equilibrium has been restored. Parties are back in large groups. Larger yeah. than a hundred thousand people that are just super spreading. Yeah, man, I am so curious to see the STD statistics after this, <laughs> like this year, because it's just like everybody's been pent up, and they're like, like I, yeah. I mean, I, I assume people been fucking all throughout, but like, uh, just even getting out and seeing some comedy, like <clears throat> hearing like uh, f- female comics, or just comics in general, talking about like. Well, I've been be- I've been uh, I've been good, but uh, about to be very not good once I'm vaccinated. Yeah. So I'm like, you're not vaccinated against that shit, man. Like that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cure this just to kind of rediscover <laughs> super gonorrhea. That's gonna be the next. Yeah, super situation. gonorrhea and baby boom, like the COVID baby boom, where it's just like all these yeah. single parents just like fuck. <laughs> This was a mistake. This is a different kind of quarantine. (laughs) One without sleep. Yeah. And it's last 18 years. Actually, 30, because nobody grows up anymore. Like, Dad! Dad, I need a loan. This is the time to buy stock in condom companies and uh, Plan B pill companies, for sure. Fucking or diapers. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, pa- was his papers publicly traded? Yeah, you can get on that, dude. What's funny is I did buy Johnson and Johnson at the start of this. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that they were going to be involved in the vaccine game. But I'm like, who makes soap? And who? Because like, it was through a like a Robin Hood style company where you could only buy certain stocks. Oh and, yeah. And I'm like, fuck it, Johnson and Johnson, and um. What was the other one? It was Honey Honeywell or Honey Bee or some shit. I'm like, all right, let's put hundred on black. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, if the past couple of months have shown us anything, that that can all be manipulated. So it can be anything. Let's uh, yeah, let's, let's do get it. on. Let's let's bring back Dunkaroos. Let's let's do some weird shit and kind of right. force the hand of uh, investing. Squeeze it, Dunkaroos, and. Uh, 
What else we got? Adult size. Let's get in. Let's let's hit up Capri Sun. Do an alcoholic Capri Sun pouch seltzer. Yeah, with four loco. <laughs> yeah, or and and sparks. We'll just like cover the cover all our bases. It's really good. Yeah, that shit going. I need to remember how noisy this chair is. Um, well, it seems like we're growing uh, in uh, in listenership. I don't I don't want to toot our own horn or get ahead of ourselves, but I you know it's been nice. I pre- we appreciate everybody that's been listening and reaching out yeah. and telling us uh, how handsome you think us think we are and all all of all of the above and what how rich in timbre our voices are. So thank you everybody for listening. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything yeah. else to add to uh, the spring break topic? I mean, I think I think we covered it. Uh, Florida's a shit show, and that's that's proven through data. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's calculable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're still they're still having it. They're uh, they're what's the guy that the congressman is is still going for the young girls in the Florida beaches. So yeah, so he, some things are some things will never change. I guess. Yeah, some things are just constant because that's just the natural order, and yeah, we salute you for it. Well, all right, um, we're about at an hour, so we can probably call it then. I I don't have a lot to add. It's been uh, yeah. it's been fun. I think I think we pretty much nailed it. Perhaps some uh, some old uh, spring break flashbacks will come rushing towards us after the fact, and we can relay them in the next episode, but. For now, hey, share share your favorite uh, spring break stories with us on our uh, Instagram. Handle. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll make a post and everybody can share, and maybe we'll sh- we'll uh, we'll we'll read some of our favorites, and uh, that'll that that'll be a new uh, segment. Or we get a yeah yeah. Now you're thinking, Sean. That's community building. That's what I like about you, Sean. You're always thinking. There we go. Building you're those s- numbers, baby. Handsome and smart, Sean. You're uh you're a triple threat. I don't know what the other third is, but. You know, that's uh, for them to find out. Yeah. Mystery. <sighs> you got to have mystery. Well, all right, man. I, that's been fun. This has uh, been a good episode yeah. of Parking Lot Drunk. And, uh, you know, enjoy your spring break. Be safe. Get vaccinated or don't. Whatever. Whatever you're, uh, Sean, you can you can make a bigger pitch one way or the other. But Yeah, I mean, I figure, uh, you know, do, do what you want to do. It's... Uh, yeah, it's a, free, it's a free country, I guess, at this point. Now that uh, I'm vaccinated, I don't care. The, the, <laughs> world can, the world can continue to burn for all yeah. I care. But, uh, yeah, you know, make your own choices. We're all adults here. Yeah. 21 days till you get your second dose? Yep. All right. Uh, May 5th. That's it. May 5th. All right. Maybe we, we'll do a coming out party. Coming out of the cave. Sean Burke out of the cave bear. Yep. That's gonna be a good one, man. I'll I'll bring you an El Molino burrito with your name on it. Oh damn! I cannot wait for Mexican food. It's gonna be in, good. in Mexican restaurant. I'm setting the bar low. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right. Well, I've been Christian Senrud. This has been a great time. Thank you for joining us on Parking Lot Drunk. And I'm uh, Sean Burke. And uh, cheers. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, like, follow, subscribe at uh, at Parking Lot Drunk on Instagram and Twitter. Leave a review if you can. And if not, just thanks for listening. We'll we'll catch you next time. Later.